Welcome to the Solstice Space Podcast. I'm Dawn Hafner, and I put this podcast together as a place for us to come together, work on our soul, connect to ourselves, to experience meditation, growth, and have deep conversations about how our spirituality, our soul path, our journey is played out in life, in work, and in our relationships. So I hope you'll join me for some meditations and some interesting conversations. Have a wonderful day full of presence. And remember, we simply can't do this without you. You're more important than you can ever, ever know. So before we get started with the content, just a few notes for you before we begin. I'd like to offer for you where you can find me online, and that's my name is the website. So it's www.dawnmhafner.com. So on there, you can find online classes that I offer on conscious thought management, procrastination. I also have a link to my book out there, which... 50% of the profits go to Dress for Success Des Moines, a nonprofit in the area that's amazing that I work with. And that book, The Map Maker, is a great resource to get started if you want to dig into some reflective work and some journaling, because that offers journal prompts at every chapter. And then there's also a link on there if you ever want a free consultation with me on Zoom just to talk about how I can help. Everything mindset and meditation is out there. And I also love to do group workshops and teachings. So if you're in leadership, look me up and have me come in for your team. If you're not, pitch your boss about having a lunch and learn on mindset and meditation for your business. So on to the week's content. Hi, this is Dawn Hafner from the Solstice Space Podcast. And I have with me today a special guest, Sarah Sparks from Create the Spark. And we are going to talk about all things soul-based and business and everything else fun and exciting today. So welcome, Sarah. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. It was so great to connect with you just last week. Yes, I, <laughs> I know. never met you before. I and know. then Stephanie connected us mm-hmm. and we messaged and here we are. And here we are. <laughs> it's that simple. Yeah. yeah. And the universe brought us together. Yes, most yes. definitely. We have a lot in common, I think, based on our initial meeting over the phone. So tell me a little bit about what you're working on right now in your business. What has you excited? And then we can kind of back up later and talk about how you got here. Yeah. So what I'm currently working on is transitioning from just one-on-one work to more group work. So I have been called to step into a higher calling and do more channeling Mm -hmm. and to channel for individuals in a large group setting uh, their chosen path. I went through a spiritual journey in the last probably couple of months and that's why I'm here actually, why I'm why my soul came is mm-hmm. to to tell people if mm-hmm. they are ready and mm-hmm. willing to step along their chosen path. Mm-hmm. I'm to share with them that chosen path and mm-hmm. I'm to um I'm to channel it for them on the spot and live. Okay. And so with inner space in the inner space, mm-hmm. yes, with Brandy, mm-hmm. she it may, that might be the first place in August. So I'm working okay. on the details of what 
that event will look like. Okay. And I'm channeling the information. So that okay. is what I am currently working on. That gives me chills. That's <laughs> awesome. So a couple of things. So let's let's define channeling. Oh. Just in case people don't know what that is. So describe for me what that means yeah, to you. I actually don't even like that word. Yeah. I I, so I, I don't really like the word, mm-hmm. but it's common. So mm-hmm. I yeah. use it. But what I ask spirit what is it that I really do? Mm-hmm. And in simplest terms, I share information. Mm-hmm. So I open myself up to source, to an energy of love and light. Mm-hmm. I call it spirit. Other people may call um, that energy God, mm-hmm. love, universe, whatever. Mm-hmm. I say spirit. Um, and I open myself up to only light and love. I'm mm-hmm. very specific on that. Mm-hmm. And then I allow information. I ask questions. I actually have five steps on how to listen to your divine guidance. And that's really what I teach about. It was given to me. That's a whole other story. Um, But I open myself up and I allow the information to come through. I ask questions and then information comes through. For me, it is like I literally hear. Mm -hmm. So you hear a voice. Yes, but I know it's not mine, and I know right. it's not just voices in my head. Right. Um, it is also the feeling of energy. So, like, when mm-hmm. I was saying to you when you walked into my home mm-hmm. to, to, to do this, that I was up in my office, and I was opening myself up to receive information for this mm-hmm. conversation. Mm-hmm. And I was feeling a higher vibration of energy and I'm not sure if yeah. people will understand yeah. that or maybe maybe related to those who are listening may relate it to um, getting goosebumps or chills mm-hmm. or they have this gut reaction or they just yeah. have this impulse feeling intuition that sort of thing yeah. yeah I think that's a really good description you so you feel like it's in your body somewhere that you yes. feel yes I, I actually feel mm-hmm. my consciousness and, and energy elevating mm-hmm. when the energy of love mm-hmm. and spirit are around mm-hmm. me and I'm working with and mm-hmm. and I now know that mm-hmm. through an experience with breath work mm-hmm. uh, when my third eye opened that spirit like poured mm-hmm. itself in me so I not mm-hmm. I know it's not just out there it's right. actually within right awesome so when you are working with a client and you're channeling for them mm-hmm. and then you're receiving information from spirit and then giving that to them. Yes. So when it comes into you, I think this is an interesting thing to talk about people who do this work. It does it actually resonate with you or mean anything to you or does it not really make sense until you deliver it? Um I purposely am a very clear non-judgmental vessel. Mhm to for for the information to come through me Mm -hmm. so it sometimes like if i so i have a numerous amount of clients and if i'm having the same conversation throughout the entire day Mm -hmm. by the end of the day i'm like all right spirit i got it (laughs) because i feel Mm -hmm. the law of attraction is like attracts like so there Every individual that I work with uh, mm-hmm. or even communicate with, not even on a client-to-client basis, I'm learning from. Mm-hmm. I'm spirits giving me information about mm-hmm. myself. So sometimes, yes, it resonates. Mm-hmm. Um, but I specifically don't read a lot. I don't listen to a lot of podcasts. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't connect with uh, you know, certain mentors or, or guides mm-hmm. as one of your questions mm-hmm. had, I was reading through them. Um, had asked is like 
because I want to make sure that the information is pure and coming directly from source to the individual. Mm-hmm. And I connect differently in the sense that I connect directly to the individual soul of mm-hmm. what is going on with them mm-hmm. right here in the moment. Mm-hmm. And because it's energy, it's always changing and shifting. Mm-hmm. Yes. Does that answer? Like, that does you, answer my question. Okay. Yeah. Another thing I'd like to just talk about is, so when you hear, can you describe for me how the messages that you hear from spirit sound different or come different than when you know it's your own mind? Like, can you describe that for people? So I think that's an interesting thing people yes, struggle people with. People do struggle with that. How do you know it's not your mind and it is coming from another source? And there's a few tips I have that I always give people, but I would be interested to know what your, how you would differentiate those two. Um, so in my own mind, there is this hesitation. There's questions. There's this uncertainty. Even when I have noticed when I'm talking and it's just me, and you may notice it while, when, when you're listening to this, when I don't have a stutter is when spirit is coming through me. There is this confidence. There's this love. For me, when I actually hear spirit, it is this strong, pure confident there's no question in the information that 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 i'm receiving Mm -hmm. versus when i am thinking a thought it is bouncing all over the place it's kind of like a mind map it's like Mm -hmm. oh it's over here and over there and maybe here yeah and it is when it's very very focused and clear i I feel like i'm using the same words over no i think that's great and and for me it's also a feeling too Mm -hmm. in Um, your body yes yeah and it's a whole body thing Mm -hmm. so i've had clients Mm -hmm. um who they receive information through animals or they receive information through different signs that they see or mm-hmm. by reading a book or having a conversation mm-hmm. or they know that they're receiving information from like one gal's like at the side of her face gets a little tingly mm-hmm. or the back of her neck or different parts of mm-hmm. parts of your body start tingling or mm-hmm. feeling a little bit different mm-hmm. so yeah yeah we I, and that that's part of the listening to divine guidance I'll just share there's five steps so allow ask receive trust and act so allow, ask, receive, trust, act. So receiving, we all receive differently. And mm-hmm. we and that's one thing that I practice with individuals um, is what, how, what and how they are receiving information and to identify that and to actually clarify for them, is it their thoughts that they're thinking or is it mm-hmm. information receiving? Mm-hmm. So also you can look at it like, Thought is coming almost from within, going out, and it's mm-hmm. uh, and when you're receiving information, it's like it's coming from somewhere other than just your brain thinking. So it's almost yeah. like an outside-in, I don't know. I think that's a good distinction. That's how I would describe it, kind of like, for me anyway, thought usually has little mini steps and they build on each other, and there's a progression. It's mm-hmm. like five or six on top of each other, like a little trail, mm-hmm. versus when I hear intuition or source, it feels like a download, like a whoop, like I got all of it at once mm-hmm. and it just sits there. Yes. It doesn't. And then, and then, and then do this and then do that. No, it's just one step at a time. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay. And it doesn't always, always make sense. 
Like sometimes I'm like, I hear your direction very loud and very clear on what you're telling me to do. And, but it, you don't always know the why behind it. Exactly. And then that's where you have to do the trust. Mm-hmm. Like, so you start taking action, even though you don't know the why. Mm-hmm. And then the why gets revealed to you, which then builds your trust back in the voice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I was, I was told to, well, I wasn't, I knew I needed to start this business. Mm-hmm. It's kind of also like, oh, you need to now channel for this group of individuals and you need to create this event because you need to be doing it on a large scale. All right. Well, I, that's the why. Well, I need to be doing it on a large scale, but is it really the core why? Mm -hmm. No, not really. Mm -hmm. And that will be revealed when I'm actually doing it and I'm seeing individuals, but I just have to trust that, all right, this is my assignment and I must follow through with it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's awesome. Cause I think so people that are like new to the, this area and want to distinguish that's helpful, you know, to know, okay, I've been thinking every single day of my life, how, how is this different? How do I know that this is, you know, that voice that I can trust? So I think, and, and then you're right that feeling it in your body is another really good signal. And, and those are the things we've all had since we were very little, we have yes. had the signals within our body of what's right and what's not right for us. And the, the, we got very practiced it disregarding yep yeah Uh, that's what I actually wrote hateful to grateful about Mm -hmm. is when what happens when we don't listen Mm -hmm. so we are always being told let's say for instance we are driving down the road and we have this great pull oh we need to turn right or better yet you get a they thought I need to call my friend oh my gosh I need to pick up the phone oh no I better not oh I'm sure she's busy mm-hmm. I, I or oh I, I just have other things to do and you let it slide mm-hmm. and then like a couple days later or moments later depending on how much you are connected to law of attraction and the universe mm-hmm. and how quickly you understand things it's how quickly they manifest so um then that person contacts you and is like, oh, I've been thinking of you, or I have this going on, or hey, I had this contact, or whatever happens, and you you were being guided to, but then you denied it and said no. Right. And then for me, I knew I wasn't to get married the first time that I got married, Mm -hmm. and I knew that with every fiber of my being, it was told over and over and over, and I just Mm -hmm. kept denying it. Oh, Mm -hmm. I'll make it work. It's just fine. Mm -hmm. He's a very loving man. I love him, you know, all this stuff, and Mm -hmm. by denying it over and over and over, and there's a whole part about a dream that I had when I was 18, and I totally Mm -hmm. denied it, and I think when what I know is true for me, and I think it's true for everybody, when we deny that guidance mm-hmm. and we and we do not listen, that is when we spiral down mm-hmm. into a depression, anger, frustration. We feel lost. We feel tired. And we just feel like the weight of the world is on us and we mm-hmm. don't know how to get ourselves out. But we have been told incrementally, mm-hmm. take a left, call this person, talk mm-hmm. this, here's this book. And if mm-hmm. we're totally shut off from those and we have these blinders up that say, mm-hmm. no, mm-hmm. no, I, I, I know best. Yeah. I, I am going to go to this college. I'm yeah. going to marry this man. Yeah. I'm going to have this job because that's, yeah. that's what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And instead of being like, what am I to do? Right. Asking that question and being open. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love the phrase of a lap. Like we don't live life. Life lives through us. Mm -hmm. 
and that just changes the whole perspective. Like, you're not even the one driving. You're not deciding. <laughs> you're just the space. Yeah. Like, just let it happen. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. And then just be surprised at, at, and delighted most of the time as yeah. to what unfolds. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So tell me more about Hateful to Grateful. Where is that a, something that people can get from you? And oh, have? yeah. yeah okay. It's on Amazon. It's on Amazon. Okay. I self-published it. Wonderful. Um, it was a book that was given to me by spirit and it was just one of those I have to write it it took mm-hmm. longer than what I had thought that okay. it would um I wrote it for other people to know that they're not alone mm-hmm. so I you know there's a, a there's research out there by Brene Brown about vulnerability but I think at some point you have to stop researching it and just be it and I think that that is what I do. Mm-hmm. I, I purposely have to be vulnerable mm-hmm. so other people can give themselves permission to be vulnerable. Not to the point that I'm sharing every little detail, but I do mm-hmm. share a lot, of, a lot right. of my life. Some people question, you know, mm-hmm. why do you do that? Or, you know, because there is a very vulnerable part in the book about um, a young girl coming into my life three different times mm-hmm. in one week. Um, and it was at a very dark time in my life that I planned to end my life at, at the, like that following week that I saw her and she actually ended her life on Mm -hmm. like Sunday and I was planning on Wednesday. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I share that not to bring in individuals who, who, who want to commit suicide or anything, but I want people to know that they're not alone. Like I have a master's in public administration. Mm -hmm. I got a bachelor's in human resources. I worked Mm -hmm. for local government. I Mm -hmm. was married twice. I now Mm -hmm. have two children. I Mm -hmm. am a very common Mm -hmm. woman out Mm -hmm. in the world um, who just got lost. Yeah. And I denied who I was for far too long. And I, well, I love, I mean, bless you for bringing that out and talking to people about it and bringing your story out because that's why we're stuck in this problem. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, I work with high school girls a little bit, and I was telling them the other day, you know, you guys are facing, it's 70% increase in your suicide rate I... for the last decade. Yes. I mean, this is, re- like, they have to face this fact that taking care of their own mental health is a life and death situation at this yes. point. And feeling like you're not alone. I always say that mental health, to me, is like cancer was in my growing up generation. Cancer used to be a word people didn't talk about. Mm-hmm. You didn't share the journey. You were hush-hush about it, and you didn't talk about it when I was little. And now it's very open and supported, and and there's all these groups and GoFundMes and pages, and people are involved in supporting each other. We need to get to the point that mental health is like that. Mm-hmm. Like, we talk about it that openly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I found a huge lesson this past year of what I truly define support as. And I mm-hmm. never really knew that why, as we were talking mm-hmm. about before. I don't know how much money I paid coaches, and <laughs> every single one of them would ask me, what is your what is your why? Mm-hmm. Why are you doing business? You have mm-hmm. to have this why. And I was, I was like, spirit told me to. Yeah. <laughs> like, spirit told me to, exactly. to start this business, so I yeah. did. And that really wasn't my why. And this past year, through lessons of my own life, mm-hmm. I realized support is mm-hmm. why mm-hmm. I started. And I, I mean, I guess I knew that all along mm-hmm. um, because I wrote a book about it yeah. <laughs> or yeah. had uh, bits and pieces of my life in there about support or, mm-hmm. or the lack thereof. And that's what I think everyone, 
should know is that the definition of my support, the word support to me, mm-hmm. is you are not alone. Mm-hmm. I am here, or we are, we are mm-hmm. here to listen, to hear you, to mm-hmm. see you. Right. We may not understand. Mm-hmm. We may not get where you're at because you're going through your, your own stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but just so others know that, mm-hmm. hey, I'm here. Do you want to yeah. go grab a beer? Do you, do, yeah. do you want to go have a glass of wine? Do you want to just yeah. talk about it? Or not drink yeah. it at all, but you, you get the point. Exactly. Like, let's just talk. Yeah. yeah. Just you don't have to experience whatever you're experiencing in life alone. Exactly. And that's my definition of support. Yeah, that's so beautiful. And then knowing it's not about fixing it. No. There is no fixing it. <laughs> no. There is only just the movement through whatever it is that you're being called mm-hmm. to go through. Yeah. Because everything is a lesson. And I always say, like, if you didn't get it the first time, it's going to come like a thousand more times. Whether it's a lesson or an opportunity, I believe that. Like, yes. you're not going to miss a thing. <laughs> the road just keeps readjusting to just serve it up again. Yeah. Um, but we have to go through it and to know that we're not alone mm-hmm. and that we have other people who are, are sitting with us and beside us and, mm-hmm. and helping us yeah, yeah, just not be alone. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> so tell me then, you kind of talked a little bit about you started this business because spirit told you to. And so what were you doing before? You mentioned a little bit about your background and stuff. Do you want to kind of talk about <laughs> sure. the transition, like how you let go of that and move sure. to this? Sure. Um, well, life will keep happening, <laughs> as you just said. Life will keep happening and keep nudging you until you do it. And I just was uh, with Fen City yesterday on their global master class, and I was talking about clarity. And one of the things is like, if there's something that just keeps nudging at you, it's, al- it's almost aggravating mm-hmm. to you, and you keep thinking about it. And maybe you've thought about it for years, months, whatever the length of time. Pay attention to that, because that might be something that is going to provide clarity for you on this. Mm-hmm. My nudge was when I finally started listening. Basically, it is every time that I denied listening, I spiraled, I kept spiraling down and down and down and down. So specific moments that happened were, um, I decided to get divorced Mm -hmm. and I wanted to really figure out why did I marry a man that I knew I didn't love And I wanted to really set him free. And I found him to be an amazing man and still is. Mm -hmm. Um, But why did I choose to love him, choose to marry him, even though I really did love him? I'm sorry, that was all kind of jumbled. Um, So that was one thing. Prior to, like, work experience, I was... um, I was a Parks and Rec director. Uh-huh. I cannot watch Parks and Rec because it's a little too real. Yeah. I mean, I think I sat through three hours of a meeting about pigeon poop. So, oh my gosh. I mean, that that yeah. really added to my experience today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Joking. You're bringing that to your work every day. It's a sign, right? Yeah. <laughs> um. So I was a Parks and Rec director, and then prior to that, right out of college, I was given the opportunity by an awesome boss uh, to to be a 
uh, operation transit super supervisor. So I transit operation supervisor. There we go. So I worked for the uh, municipal transit administration mm-hmm. in the city of Clinton. Mm-hmm. So I coming out of college at what 22, 23, and I was supervising 40 to 60 year olds. Um, mm-hmm. That was a really <laughs> they're really growth opportunity uh-huh. for me. And I, it helped me to realize what I do want, what I don't mm-hmm. want. Um, it, it gave me the freedom to create new programs. And then I had the opportunity to create my own job mm-hmm. description and own position. And I, mm-hmm. it, it was a, it was a cool experience. Yeah. Um, and, and you just kind of know when you've outgrown a space mm-hmm. and you need to move forward. I knew at, it was I was only as, as a parks direct director for, and I took that job because I was answering to a park board and mm-hmm. my intention was to be a city administrator someday. Mm-hmm. So I was like, if I can answer to a park board of citizens, then mm-hmm. I can answer to a city council. Mm-hmm. And I realized that I can't answer to anybody. Hence <laughs> <laughs> why I own my own business. Hence <laughs> why I don't, I didn't listen to divine guidance. Exactly. <laughs> I kind of have this defiant Yeah, part of me, exactly. So. And then ended up here. And then I ended up here. Yeah. So just... Through major life changes, mm-hmm. um, I wanted to understand certain aspects of my decisions in life, yeah. like I said about marrying Amanda that I really didn't mm-hmm. love. Then what was it about me and what did, what did I need to let go of and where is the love coming from and mm-hmm. did I not love myself? Mm-hmm. And obviously I didn't if I wanted to end my life at some time. Mm-hmm. So where did that come from and how can I never experience this again? Like, right. like right. some people, when I first started working um, as, as a coach, would come to me because they knew I had been divorced or I went through that. So they too were either going through it or or some aspect of their life was transitioning Mm -hmm. relationship wise. Um, And they would say to me, you know, Oh, but I've been dealing with this for 25 years. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, I only dealt with it, yes. And then because um, they would mm-hmm. say to me, oh, you've only dealt with it for like five years or mm-hmm. whatever. You were on, on, only married for five years. And I don't think it's ever the length of time that we are suffering. And I don't think mm-hmm. anyone, I, I think it's almost um, uh, encouraged or rewarded that we have to suffer in order to mm-hmm. succeed. And in order to mm-hmm. achieve, you have to really give it your all. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. like all this weight. And I really think yeah. that that's not even, that's not even true. Like, yeah. I feel like the, the things that are easy and effortless and enjoyable for me, since I've been three ish, uh-huh. I've been able to listen to my divine guidance exactly. and I denied it. Cause I thought I was going to be crazy. I thought yes. it was going to be weird. No one was going to understand it. Nobody would want it. And who would ever pay for this? And now people pay me hundreds of dollars a month to 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 just do do what you do naturally. To do what I do. Yeah, I think that's a real, just a limiting belief that we've all grabbed onto is that bringing abundance into your life should be painful. Mm -hmm. Like, especially from my generation. I think I'm a little older than you, but it was always, you have to work hard and it should be painful. And then you will have earned your keep, <laughs> you know, and yes. it's, it's not true. It doesn't have to be that. If everyone could just work within their calling and their talents mm-hmm. and really just do what comes naturally to them. I think about that. Everyone would fit into the right place yeah. and then we wouldn't have all this suffering. There's so much, like we've been talking about it a lot. I don't listen to a ton of politics, but there's a low level anxiety that many people have in this country about 
healthcare and how I'm going to make ends meet and pay my mortgage. And what if one of us loses our job and people are just living in this kind of anxiety feeling Mm -hmm. about how do we make this work? And I don't like my job, but I can't leave my job. And there's a lot of unhappiness, I feel like, in our country because people are doing things that aren't calling to their soul. Yes. How about... um, what self-care practices then, having kind of gone on the journey that you've been on and coming to where you are today, what self-care practices are essential for you <laughs> that are personal to you? Yes. Um, so I'm going to be a little bit vulnerable here. Um, before I had children, oh, mm-hmm. I love self-care. <laughs> I would take mm-hmm. so much time mm-hmm. to meditate, mm-hmm. probably about an hour a day. Mm-hmm. Um, I... It would read books. I would journal. Um, then I would set up my day for... I mean, and these are things that I do still do, mm-hmm. but in a very condensed way. I mean, mm-hmm. like, probably five to ten minutes a day. Mm-hmm. So, um, after I had my first child... I have, I have two. Um, after I had the first one, I said to Spirit... This information is going to have to have to come a whole lot quicker. Mm-hmm. I literally have like two minutes, mm-hmm. and so I'm going to quiet my mind. And anything that you need to share with me today, or anything that we need to set up, or whatever, it'll need to be in like mm-hmm. two minutes. So that um, it recently, um, I guess twelve weeks ago, because I ran damn today, mm-hmm. so um, or shuffled my way through. That. <laughs> Um, I did pick up running again uh-huh. because I realized my girls never see me run mm-hmm. and I haven't, and that's something that I love. Mm-hmm. And also I used to teach group fitness classes. So I, after the race, this is the first week that I'm back on like an 80 day workout and eating. So mm-hmm. eating healthy, I changed, um, I changed over to vegan vegetarian huh? lifestyle mm-hmm. um uh, eating and I did it to care for myself mm-hmm. I did it because I always had stomach aches throughout my entire life mm-hmm. and now I don't mm-hmm. so that is one self-care and I think in order to care for yourself you really just have to stop worrying about what other people are going to think yes that that's for me been the greatest thing to care for yourself even if your life is busy or I've as soon as I if I leave my office um if I must meditate either before or after clients uh, like if I leave this office mm-hmm. now we're sitting in right now there are two little ones out there that, mm-hmm. that, that, that will want me the 11 month mm-hmm. old as soon as mm-hmm. she sees me it's mom 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 mm-hmm. which is awesome and precious but mm-hmm. the, there's no yeah. there's no just me time and connecting yeah. so I have to practice what I preach so if I'm going to be teaching divine guidance in my chosen path then I must practice yeah. it so yeah just meditating in a very like two three minutes exactly yeah I think <laughs> and then I, I journal I write down what I hear yeah. um I work out, I eat healthy. Yeah. I think that's a great point, though. A lot of people, I feel like, especially young mothers, and I have friends of many ages, so I get to watch this happen, and it happened to me, too. You kind of build up this, here's what it should look like, and then life happens. Yes. And then you have to get okay with it. So your 30-minute workout might be split in three 10-minute increments (laughs) throughout 12 hours. (laughs) And that's okay. 
mm-hmm. you know, and just having compassion for yourself that that's okay. My life doesn't look like what it used to look like. Yeah. My life doesn't look like what I think I wish it looked like. Mm-hmm. But the truth is, even if it did, you would still find another way to have another problem. Mm-hmm. But it's <laughs> it's okay, you know. So so a lot of self care is just compassion yes. for what is yep. and accepting what is. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's great. I love that. How about um, if you came to the end of your road tomorrow? What is left for you that you would instantly feel like, I didn't get to do this? And so, I like being a mother, obviously your children come to your mind immediately. Is it okay if they didn't? Okay, it's okay if they didn't. Or if there's something, you know, just this world is so big and large and mysterious and magical and, and you can't possibly take it all in, in one go around. And what, what's left that you are wanting to experience? Well, there are so many things. I'm sorry, like a lot of things are flooding in. So, um, I want to experience large, like massively large sums of money. Awesome, coming like mm-hmm. coming into my experience. Mm-hmm. Like I want to experience that. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to experience living in the mountains, mm-hmm. waking up with my favorite coffee and creamer and looking out over like a lake and seeing mm-hmm. the mountains in the distance mm-hmm. at this like grandiose house. I want to, I want to experience 10, we'll say five, 5,000 women in a theater waiting to hear their chosen path. And me getting to deliver that for them. Awesome. I want to. I want to. I want them to know that. Like, yeah. I want. I want people to feel what it's like to have purpose mm-hmm. and drive mm-hmm. and this joy about it. Yeah. yeah. And to know, I can sense the emotion in your voice mm-hmm. and how much that means to you. Just yeah. to be able to deliver that to people yeah. and to let it them would, know that they are would, chosen. That was really like mm-hmm. the first thing that came to my mind mm-hmm. and those three things do not involve my children <laughs> and that's okay I've given birth that's to them right. I've, I've exactly. experienced exactly this. they're here they're here well there's so much more to life than that too I mean I it's the love yeah. of them yeah. I mean they're on a day-to-day basis mm-hmm. but if I look at the grand scheme of what I really want to experience like I, I uh, one gal that I was talking to she's a coach and she was she was suggesting that how to like scale down my business and, and be really efficient with things which is a great conversation but I told her I actually want to experience the busyness mm-hmm. and having a massive amount mm-hmm. of clients that I have to work in my schedule mm-hmm. because I've worked so for so long to have mm-hmm. that. I was like, just let me, just let me experience this. It, it may drive mm-hmm. me nuts mm-hmm. or I might really enjoy it. And right. this is what I want to do. Right. And I have gotten to experience that. And mm-hmm. now I do want to mm-hmm. take it into a large group yeah. setting. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think it's a wonderful example too. our conversation is, you know, as moms, there's so much more to us. So I always love to go through the conversation with people of who are you? 
and then we peel it back, you know, because as women, we identify by association. Mm -hmm. We are so-and-so's wife. We are so-and-so's mom. We are so-and-so's daughter. Mm -hmm. And if you're not that, if you're not that, if you're not that, what were you before all those things? That is, that is an awesome point. And can Mm -hmm. I add to it? Yeah, absolutely. That is exactly what I experienced. Mm -hmm. Um, when I, I moved to Florida mm-hmm. to start a new life. So prior to that, I was Sarah Schrader. Mm-hmm. I was the daughter of and the sister of. Mm-hmm. And every time I was around my, my like at my first wedding, there was over mm-hmm. 800 people. So like the whole county, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, knows mm-hmm. my whole family mm-hmm. and sisters. And what, even when I go back to the Quad City area, I went back to, to an event and I had just moved back to Iowa from Florida uh, in 2017. And I was at an event and someone's like, oh, you're little Sarah. And I was like, uh-huh. I'm 37 years old. So exactly. no, I'm not little Sarah. Uh-huh. <laughs> but that's the, yeah. so I was identified as that. Mm-hmm. And then I, I had been married. So I was mm-hmm. that name and that, that role. I was working, I had that, and then I was part of uh, an organization, and then I was a swimmer, and all that, I mean, so there was all these titles. Mm -hmm. I let all of that go, Mm -hmm. and I wrapped it all up, Mm -hmm. and one great little present, and I left it here in Mm -hmm. Iowa, and I moved. And then I went to my first networking meeting down Mm -hmm. in Florida, and I had my maiden name, I took that back, so all they knew was Sarah Schrader. Mm-hmm. And, and so they're like, so tell me a bit about yourself. And I was like, yeah. And my <laughs> job interviews were so painful. I'm like, I'm Sarah. Uh-huh. Da, da, da. Uh-huh. <laughs> I had no idea how. And but it was yeah. such an awesome experience. Yeah. Because I, I had to force myself to figure out who I was. Yes. A complete redefining. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had a conversation with a woman who is retiring. And someone used the word retirement. And she's no. It's, I'm redefining myself. So what would be your advice then to someone who either through, you know, luck has them landing in this place or they're feeling this pull that there's something more I should be doing and they are facing this massive opportunity to redefine themselves. What, what would you recommend their first step in their second, <laughs> with their baby steps? <laughs> Because I went through it, I'd, that's probably one of my favorite things to work with people on. So I'm going to sound really biased and be like, give me a call. Call Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but let's see here. Start with respecting and honoring yourself. Mm-hmm. I was given nine guidelines and ten tools to live by my, my, my husband, my, my, my now husband, my forever husband, um, gave me a hard time once that I had no principles to stand on. And then I went to a spiritual event with him and we had to pick this word out of a hat and it said principle. And I was like, nah, all right, I guess I need to learn what my (laughs) principles are. So I sat and Mm -hmm. meditated and I realized I had nine. Mm -hmm. And the first one is respecting and honoring yourself. Mm -hmm. So the tool that, that goes with that is just look in the mirror mm-hmm. and look into your eyes, not seeing, and, and mirror work is out there. This is not revolutionary or anything like this. Um, but so often we are defining ourselves. Oh, we look like our mother. We look like our father. I unfortunately do this with our, with, 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 with my own children. Oh, she looks like me and he, mm-hmm. she looks like her dad, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but we define ourselves as we're looking in the mirror, like, oh, I've got these wrinkles, oh, I'm getting older, or, mm-hmm. oh, my, my eyes have changed, or I wish my eyelashes were longer, or my eyebrows mm-hmm. are thinning, oh, I, it's because that thyroid, blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah. We have all these issues. I say take all that out, mm-hmm. even if you want to, like, sit in the car in the rear mm-hmm. of your mirror so all you can see is mm-hmm. your eyes. Oh, I love that idea. And just keep asking, like, and start off small. Be like, mm-hmm. Hello. Mm-hmm. Like, hello, Don. Yeah. Welcome to your day. Yeah. And just start there. Don't. And ultimately, you want to look into the mirror mm-hmm. and just say, "I love you." Yeah. And just practicing that mm-hmm. on a daily basis mm-hmm. is how I. It was very awkward, and I was very stubborn <laughs> mm-hmm. when um, my spiritual life mentor mm-hmm. uh, asked me to do it the first time, and. Every single client that I've ever worked mm-hmm. with does it. I, on the other hand, did not do it for her. I was like, nope, I'm not doing it. I don't know who I am. Nope, I'm not doing it. Uh-uh. <laughs> and every client that I worked with is like, all right, this is so awkward. And, and yeah. everyone starts crying. Yeah. Because we don't know who we are. Yeah. And it's scary as yeah. all hell. <laughs> exactly. We lost who we are a long time ago. Yeah. And really, I always say, too, it's that old Marianne Williamson quote that really what we're scared of is entire inadequacy or insecurity. It's it's our power. It's, yes. I mean, when you really can tap into that power of the divinity that's within you and what you are here for, which is what you're here to teach people about their purpose, it's it's overwhelming. It's like, whoa, like mm-hmm. I have I have so much that I could be doing here mm-hmm. and yes. that I am called to do. Mm-hmm. And it's incredible. And powerful and surprising sometimes as a new concept for people. Mm -hmm. So awesome. That's beautiful. Well, thank you so much for spending time with me today. I just loved our conversation. Yes, I loved it too. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. All right. Well, we'll sign off for today, but thanks for joining us. And as always, if hopefully you got a lot out of that and that you can pick the pieces that resonate for you. And if anything didn't resonate, you can just leave that where it lay. So Mm -hmm. thanks and have a great day.